And for our listeners that aren't familiar, uh, back in August, 23 Texas cities and towns were hit in a, uh, over one weekend in a coordinated ransomware attack. You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma. Hosted by OMAG General Counsel, Susie Paulson. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing fine. It'd be a lot better if uh, we weren't constantly fending off cybersecurity attacks. But other than that, things are going well. Well, good. How many of those do you think you... um you hear or see about in Oklahoma these days? Fortunately, not as many as, well, you alluded to with Texas. Um, And for our listeners that aren't familiar, uh, back in August, 23 Texas cities and towns were hit in a, uh, over one weekend in a coordinated ransomware attack. And thankfully it it didn't go north of the Red River, but of course the cybersecurity experts around the state are a little nervous. That's the kind of thing that keeps us up at night. Well, for the non-IT people out there, can you tell us what this um, security attack was all about and how it affected the city? Yeah. So ransomware is uh, a piece of malware or, or literally bad software that will infect like a virus, a computer, a server, some critical piece of, of technology and encrypt or lock down all of the files uh, on that machine. Now, that can be super annoying if it's just a PC with your pictures of your kids and your letter from your grandma and whatnot. That's really frustrating. But if it's a server for your city or if it's a critical piece of uh, technology like a laptop or a PC inside of a cop car or some other device that's used for uh, to conduct business for the city, that can be uh, a total uh, showstopper. And that's exactly what occurred in Texas for 23 cities and towns over one weekend, just in a a massive attack. We're still not exactly sure who did it, but um, that's it's getting more concerning because these types of attacks, the the goal behind them is that whoever is hit is then forced to pay money to the attacker to get that those files unlocked. And the technology and, and math behind it is a little complicated, but assen- essentially all those files are encrypted and it can be very, very difficult to unencrypt those files, if not flat out impossible, without getting that key or that code from the attacker. So obviously we're in a situation where if the uh, cities and towns had prevented that attack in the first place, they'd be in a lot better situation. Once they've been hit, then they're faced with the choice of, do we pay the money? Do we try and recover the files from backup or, or figure out where else we might be able to get a copy of those files? Do we just live with the damage and not pay the criminal? Um, it's always a tough situation. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot of trouble um, if a city is attacked by this ransomware. Um how about a few tips on what a city can do, just basic tips to protect itself from one of these attacks? So one of the first things we always suggest is always have good backups. Uh, in the event of some of these cities it, that they got hit, their first recourse was to simply clean off the infected machine and restore it from backups. And, and they, uh, several of these cities had recent reliable backups. Um, 
we always suggest, just like tightrope walker never walks without a net, uh, anybody who's got any more than about two computers with more than a file that's important on them, make backup copies and make sure that those backup copies are good and that you can get to them. There's a bunch of different ways to do that. There's pieces of equipment you can buy, there's software, there's cloud backups, there's stuff from companies around the state. But at the end of the day, whichever one uh, that you choose, make sure that you at least have one and that you know it works. Okay, that, that sounds like a, a good first start. Um, what are some other things that a city can do to protect itself? I know here we do a lot of training um, through the IT department on security risks. Um, can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, and again, um, these attacks happen in different ways. One of the more common ways we see these days is through phishing emails, and that's phishing with a PH. And that is a type of attack where uh, a criminal, a, a hacker, an attacker will attempt to send people emails that look like uh, a legitimate email. So they may look like they're coming from Google or they may look like they're coming from their bank. The goal being that the, uh, the person who's actually being attacked will click on a link, enter their username and password, or go to the wrong site, download a piece of software, something like that, then infect their network or give up their credentials or access to the attacker. Once that's done, the attacker's got a foothold in the city network. They have access to systems. Maybe they've infected the uh, systems with, with a piece of malware or ransomware. OMAG All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. For your time, we would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of OMAG All Access Bluetooth headphones. To enter, all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change, so make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG All Access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is computer. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered. Good luck. Once you're past that point, the damage is likely done. So training our users to be, we just say, be skeptical when it comes to emails coming in saying, hey, you need to log into your bank and check your access. Somebody might have hacked your account. I mean, I think everybody has seen enough of these these days that they know mm, I need to be a little more cautious. But it's still one of the biggest attack vectors or still the biggest way people are being hacked even in 2020. Um, and the the criminals are getting a little more sophisticated too, the way that they set these up. So they just change one little letter in the email address or that's, something like that. That's right. We've had uh, one of our cities, the city of Enid was hit uh, a few years ago and they ended up uh, wiring money to a, a hacker. And I do believe that the FBI was able to recover some of it, but the hacker had simply gone out and registered uh, cityofearned.com. And so if somebody wasn't paying attention to the from address in the email that looked like it was from the city manager, they said, oh, city manager at cityofearned.com. Well, let me, yeah, let me follow their instructions and do what needs to be done. Unfortunately, in that case, it wasn't the city of Enid, it was the city of Earned. Okay. Yeah, that's a good example because some of those can be tricky. 
Um, what about some other ways that a city can protect itself? Are there any other, um, is there any other technology they can purchase that uh, may prevent some of this? It's always good to have antivirus um, on every machine. A lot of the newer antiviruses can stop some of these ransomware packages in their tracks. Um, and sometimes that requires the Cadillac package of antivirus, but oftentimes it's worth it. Um, there's firewalls and um, various pieces of equipment that can sit on your network and help control that. A lot of our cities and towns are already going to have those uh, and will have antivirus and some of that. So that's always a good first step. If you don't have that, then you're definitely in, in the uh, place of, for concern. One other tip and trick I would have is uh, cities should always be working with their uh, local IT group to try and take away full rights or admin rights to all of their users and PCs. This is a complicated issue and um, it's made more complicated by the fact that sometimes software doesn't work well when you take away the, the higher level rights on a PC. On top of that, it can be a big change for users and sometimes users are like, well, wait, I want to be able to install, install my Weather Channel app and, and I need to be able to run this recipe thing and stuff like that. What do I do without that, that permission? And the problem there is with that, just because you have that permission to install the Weather Channel app or run your, your separate coupon app or whatever the case may be, that doesn't mean that the those permissions are only working for the legitimate software. It means that those permissions are there for the ransomware and malware and other uh, terrible software that is going to be installed by a hacker. So we do try and recommend, if possible, that cities and towns get with their IT provider or their IT staff and slowly peel those advanced permissions away. Okay, that sounds that sounds easy enough uh, as well. Um, one of the other things that we've discussed in the past is multi multi-factor authentication. That seems to be really popular now with banks. And um, I know on my iPhone, I have a lot of my accounts set up for the two-factor authentication, my Google account and all those things. So it requires me to get a text message with a number that I then have to go back to the password and enter that number for just an extra layer of security. Do you recommend that? I do. And uh, it's, it can be harder to set up on certain software or services. It's really up to whether or not that, that system can be made to use multi-factor authentication. But I just recommend to any user within the sound of my voice, turn it on for everything you have. Turn it on for your personal Facebook account. If you have Gmail, if you're on Yahoo, if you're using any third-party service, if your bank does it, just go ahead and find where to turn it on and turn it on. It's a great um, stopgap that prevents uh, hackers from getting into your account uh, if they have your password. And unfortunately, it's not hard to find people's passwords these days. Uh, I can very quickly log onto the dark web and download a, a big database full of passwords. And what that means is that the password that we use on one site that we all tend to reuse on every other site is out there. Multi-factor makes sure that I also have the device that gets the text message with the six-digit code. Then that way, if somebody has my password, they still can't get in because they have to have that cell phone as well. It's not a perfect solution. And obviously, we also want people to change their passwords too. But it's it's a good way to to provide an extra layer of security. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I do that with all of my accounts. Thanks to your advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so where can people or members or whoever's listening go to find out some more information about IT security and best practices for cities and towns? We've got a website started on the OMAG uh, website. Uh, that's www.omag.org slash technology. And we're starting to add more and more and provide more services for communities out there that need some help and assistance. Right now, uh, just call us if you've got any questions. Our contact information is right there on that page. Okay. Well, thanks, Kevin. That was um, a great episode. And I hope um, some, some of our listeners got some good tips and hope they call you if they have any questions. Well, hopefully they'll stay safe out there. We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. On the next episode of OMAG All Access. Because of the unique status of the tribes as it relates to the United States, there is no double jeopardy concern. The federal government can prosecute them and punish them, and the Greek government can prosecute them and punish them. This episode is copyright OMAG 2020 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.